Hello friends! Welcome back to Salty and Bright's Featured Friday, the place where we share inspiring stories that touch the heart and ignite the spirit. In today's session, we have a guest who embodies resilience, strength, and the power of the human spirit. She's not just an author, she's a living testament to overcome adversity with grace and determination. Our guest hails from the vibrant landscapes of that rainbow country, South Africa, a country rich in culture and history. She's not just an author. She is a storyteller who weaves tales of triumph over adversity. Her words have the power to transport you to a world where challenges become the stepping stones to success. Fanny Boshima's story is a beacon of hope, a reminder that no matter the odds, we can rise above all. From facing personal challenges to navigating a path in the literary world, her journey is nothing short of extraordinary. We are privileged to sit down with Thandi Bashima, the author of Rise Up Against All Odds. Join us as we delve into her life and her struggles and the moments that shaped her into that resilient storyteller she is today. This is an interview you won't want to miss. Stay tuned as we explore the pages of Tandy Boshma's life and discover the strength that lies within her inspiring words. It's a story of triumph, resilience, and the indomitable spirit of a woman who turned adversity into art. Let's dive in. <music> Thank you so very much for taking the time to meet with me and to tell us here on Salty and Bright about your journey, about the adversities that you face in the corporate world and what you're doing now. So welcome. Thank you, Karen. Thanks for having me. So if you could start off just by telling us a little bit about yourself, that would be wonderful. Okay, so I'm, I'm based in South Africa. I'm a mother of four. I grew up in South Africa and I'm married. So I spent a lot of my life, you know, as a child being ambitious because I grew up from poor background. So I thought, you know what, I want to be different in my family. And so I aspired to work for a big companies. So hence, when I finished my degree, I found a job in corporate and I attributed success to climbing a corporate ladder. And it really happened for me. I did climb that corporate ladder. Wonderful. So you climb that corporate ladder and you're doing wonderful things and you're raising your children, you're taking care of your husband. And then what happened? It's happened that, you know, I now transitioned to become a senior manager. And at that year, I was, I was accepted to study an MBA degree, which is very demanding. Mm -hmm. So, but unfortunately, in that role, I was met with workplace bullying. And I didn't know at that time it was workplace bullying. So as a result, I had depression. Okay. And which followed with a, a mild stroke. So I got to a point where I was admitted in hospital. I couldn't speak for five days. It it in my case I have twins, by the way. There were five at that time. And seeing my twins coming to see me in hospital, I couldn't respond to them. Yeah. I only responded with tears, you know, on my face. Oh. I'm so sorry to hear that. Now we'll talk about you know, their transition in the hospital. But you said that at the time when you were going through this 
workplace bullying, you didn't know that's what it was. Can you share a couple of examples so our listeners who may be facing it and may not know that's what it's called, what it looked like, or the experience that you had of it? Okay, so workplace bullying, it's, it would be repeated acts where a person who might have been in a position of power, abuse that power uh, to make you feel inferior. So it's very subtle, very difficult to, to spot, but um, how it happened in my environment, my boss would uh, set meetings after hours. And if I say, no, but I have a family, I have commitments, and she would use that against me. And during meetings, she would um, belittle me in front of subordinates. And it happened repeatedly to a point where even when I informed HR, yes. HR didn't do anything about it. They just said to me, but focus on your job, you know, but they didn't realize the impact it had on me, yes. you know, on my mental well-being. Yes. So the effects of bullying coupled with the demand of a school schedule, because at this point you are doing your MBA, that mm-hmm. whole stretch source combined and now you find yourself in a hospital and your children, you can't talk to them for five days. What did that feel like for you? I must say, number one, looking at them gave me the courage to want to survive because I thought I was going to look after them, you know, if anything happens to me. Yes. Uh, but at the same time, being there, muted, unable to speak, I think it was, I call it a story of grace because it was at that time of that silence where I got to have the intimate moments with my God yes you know I I say to people I've touched you know (laughs) I've had those moments with my God because that's when I was able to listen when God spoke so it it's it's it was too my children I want to survive this I want to come out of this well but at the same time God what are you telling me what are you saying to me so hence I call it a stroke of grace for me a stroke of grace well you know the scripture does encourage us to count it all joy and here you're in the hospital not able to speak and looking Mm -hmm. back you can see it as a moment of God getting your attention you're at the point where you can't speak, so all you can do is listen. But by God's grace, he kept you, he sustained you, yeah. and here you are today to talk about that experience. So what happened after that? You got home, you recovered. What happened then? Hey, friend. It's so good to have you here. Go ahead and like the video, share it with your friends, and comment. Thanks. And then I got to go back to work. And I remember that day I went back to work. When I walked the aisle, I actually cried because it's now, you know, it was like it brought back the misery of being in that environment, that toxic environment. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, we had a, a, a Teams meeting on that day and I sat in a boardroom. People were looking at me and my boss walked to me came whispered to my ear to say, hey, you actually scared us with a stroke mm-hmm. and you must take it easy, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I thought, should I believe her? Should I not believe her, you know? Yes. But that's what she said and it turned out differently afterwards. So 
she whispered in your ear so nobody else could really hear when she okay so I can understand how you're like okay she's usually not very kind to me but she's saying something that seems kind but then she said it in my ear so nobody else could hear was she genuine about it you said it changed after that did you get a lot of work since then because she said to take it easy so just to put it into perspective, I, I was a manager responsible for project managers and we were doing a lot of electrification projects. And what would happen is the project managers would do the electrification and they would every Tuesday submit reports that this is the progress and I would submit those reports to her. Yeah. And she said to me, I should take it easy. I don't have to go check the sites where the projects were taking place. Yeah. But one day I got a phone call from one of the employees to say they were in a meeting and the meeting was canceled because they were all told to go to the project site and check the progress and come back with any findings they could pick up. Yes. And I was really astonished by that to say, what, what is that for? Yeah. And a week later, I was called in a meeting to say it's about the challenges in the projects, okay. you know, okay. and I called the project managers to say, hey, since we'll be talking about projects, come in. And she said, no, she doesn't want the project managers to be there. But to cut the story short, the outcome of that meeting was, no, they found adverse findings. Wow. What has been reported to be the progress is actually not exactly. So we would report progress in terms of percentage. This yeah. project is 20%, 80%. Yes. And she came back and said, no, that's not that. A lot of the projects are behind schedule. That's not a true reflection. And then when I said, no, give me a chance. Let me go back and check with the project managers as they are the ones who reported that. Unfortunately, she came back and said, no, you are the manager here. You are the one whose head must roll. And it happened like that. Wow. Even yeah, as she told you to take it easy and she didn't want you going out to the sites. Wow. Mm. You know, from time to time, we do encounter personalities like that in our workplace. Mm. Unfortunately, you went through that scenario. And I'm sorry about that. But we do know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. So she said that your head should roll. And, and is it that you lost your job at that point? Yes, I lost my job at that point. Actually, when I received the letter of dismissal, mm -hmm. I was on my way. I had taken a flight to go and write my final examination of strategic management <laughs> module. And then I happened to get that email uh, to say the outcome, you know, of the disciplinary, because I went through a series of disciplinary. Okay. And it is at that moment, I remember I was far away, about 2000 kilometers away from my family when I opened that letter and I learned that, well, I've been dismissed. And it was, you know, imagine you're going to write an important examination. It's your final examination and you receive such news, yes. you know. It was devastating. Were you able to recover to write the exam or did you ask for um, an extension to write the exam? There were too many voices happening. You know, uh, there was that voice which was like, no, don't go and write, no, go and write. You know, eventually I settled for writing. 
Okay. Okay. And I'm glad I did that. Okay. You know, it was the best decision because I passed that module with a distinction. <laughs> if you ask me how I did it. By the grace, by the grace, yes, the grace of God. Wow, that is amazing. Mm. You know, usually yeah. you're going into an exam and you want to make sure that your headspace is right, that you ate a good breakfast or whatever, whatever the thing, you know, make sure that you had something mm -hmm. to eat and that you're settled and that you're calm. And but then to hear mm -hmm. such heart wrenching news, the loss of a job right before, on your way to sit the exam, that is major. That is huge. It is. And mm. pass it with distinction. Oh, my goodness. So you got an extra push, an extra bump <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get you over that wall. Wow. That is amazing. And then what happened next? Because now you don't have a job. So what happened? Yes. So in that room again, as I say, remember in hospital during the stroke, yes. was, it was the silence. So in that room, I was alone at university. And now... I, I had that talk with God because I'm, I'm Christian, I'm Catholic. I remember I used to drive to work holding a rosary and I'd be praying, Hail Mary. And I would pray, but in my praying, the answer I was hoping for was different from the one I got, you yeah. know, of being dismissed. I, I was hoping for an answer whereby one day I would go to work and I would find that the situation has normalized. I get along with my boss. There's no fighting. There's no bullying. Yes. It didn't happen like that. You know, it it was a different answer. And and I had, I asked, I said, but God, how come? Yes. I've been praying, yes. you know. And it, it was at that moment when God said, but I answered you. Yes, you prayed and I answered you. And... I sat and I thought, you know what? God has answered me. If I look at it, I could have died as a result of encountering another stroke or have a permanent mental breakdown. Yes. So God have the plans that surpasses all other plans. You know, we, we have our own thoughts. We have our own ways, how we want God to answer us, but... You know, as he says in Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, that um, for my thoughts are not yours, and yes. so are my ways, you know, not yours. So I, I guess that was a, a perfect answer that I got that helped me to bounce back, to say it's, it's not like God has handed me over to the enemy to destroy me. You know, I should trust, I should trust God that doing for me it's in my best interest you say that and i'm i'm thinking there's so many times we are praying and we're asking god for a solution god can you fix this fix this mm. fix this for me make this right fix it for me and god fixes it in a way that we're not expecting you're mm. expecting there is to be you walk into the office and everything is nice you can hear the birds singing you can smell the roses mm -hmm. everybody's mm -hmm. getting along there's beautiful harmony <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's not how God fixed it for you. He yeah. actually removed you from the toxic environment. He removed you from of additional stress. He took you out of the situation. And sometimes it's in looking back that we realize, oh, yeah, yeah, did me a solid. This, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. turned out yeah. better than I ever thought it would because I would still be 
in this corporate grind, still looking at this yeah, as and, and not looking to him as being my source and having my success in my relationship with him, but looking at this job as an idol in, in some regard. And he's able yeah. to let me, yeah. let me just pull you out of here just so you can see that I am your source and I will protect you and I will take care of you. Thanks. Come sit yeah. with me. Yes, yes. And his ways are way higher than our ways. And mm. he's seeing the big picture. And we just have one piece of this yeah. mess puzzle we're walking around with one piece and so we're asking for a solution that we think will fit this one piece not mm. knowing that there are three four other pieces that match our yeah piece. and exactly uh, uh the bible says that in psalms 31 verse 8 you know you have not given me into the hands of the enemy but you have set my feet in a spacious space place yes. you know so god wanted me it's like I was in a fish bowl. Wanted yes. me in a bigger space. Yes. I did not see that. Yes. Mm-hmm. He removed those walls. And so now mm-hmm. the, the possibilities are endless because now you can decide what mm-hmm. to do next. What do I do next? And so you yes. face this exam and you're looking back and you're like, God, I asked for you to fix this. And here I am not having to go through the, the experience at this job anymore. I'm not in this environment anymore. So you fixed it. But then what do you do now? Because you don't have a job. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the fear of everyone because we, we react to, we think of the uncertainties that are going to follow. You have a family to feed. Yes. The kids are at school. You're thinking you have uh, financial obligations. You're paying a bond. So you're thinking, how am I going to do that? You know, how am I going to survive? Actually, I was out of a job for eight months. Okay. To to count exactly. Yes. But I I decided, you know what, instead of focusing on how am I going to survive, let me focus on my sphere of control. What am I able to do now? What can I do with this time that I wouldn't be able to do or I wouldn't have been able to do while I was working full time. Yes. So I spent the time, number one, finishing my research project as part of the MBA to make sure that I graduate. Yes. And secondly, I decided, hey, let me learn a new skill, you know, and I decided, let me go learn how to swim because I didn't know how to swim. Okay. And and actually, to, to divert a bit, I, I had a child who was two years who drowned, you know, in our swimming pool. So every time I looked at water, it would bring back those negative memories. So I decided, you know, let me confront this fears. You know, let me go learn how to swim. And I'm glad I did. You know, now I'm comfortable in water. Yeah. So, yes, that's how I decided to 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 bring my focus to something that I can influence and that I can control instead of focusing on what I did not have control on. Mm-hmm. And I my husband was there to support me, but I had to trust the process that something will come along the way. Yes. And something did come. Eight months later, I found a new job and I'm still in that job. And I look back and although it's in hindsight and comparing the two, I'm like, Thank you, God, for letting me to be fired. He was able to take you from that environment, but you also had the opportunity to concentrate on school. 
you had the opportunity yes. to learn a skill, a skill that mm -hmm. caused fear because of a previous experience. And I'm sorry for the loss of your child. That mm -hmm. That's a whole other conversation for another day. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. go and, and hash that up today. Yeah. But you're now able to pass that fear and learn how to swim. So now you have a new skill. Now you have, you completed school. You have mm -hmm. and you have a new job that which is night and day much better. God created something that provided something better for mm -hmm. you and had you learn other skills in between the time. So yeah. he answered it better than you could have ever asked him to answer it. Because your answer was change the people in the job. <laughs> mm -hmm. was, that was your answer. Can you change the people? And his answer was, okay, I'll take you out of I'm the not changing the people, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I let's, need you somewhere else. Let's change you. Let's take you out of it, grow you some more, and then plant you somewhere else. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But you've also written a book. So, where yeah. did the book happen within this whole up and down story? Where Where did the book come in? So, I would say the book. Um, it was conceived. You know, while I was in that room, university room. It's so funny that within that space, you know, because I kept on seeing the light and being positive, being, you know, to say, I trust God. Yes. Something great is gonna come. You know, yes. because God will never give you a challenge that you cannot overcome. So fast forward to the next year, then I managed to graduate. Yes. And the theme, I, I decided, my kids said, mom, you've been through a lot. You need to celebrate this achievement. So we held um, a nice family and friends graduation party. And there were people doing speeches. The theme was against all odds. Yes. So, and then I had a friend um, who was there speaking and in her speech, she alluded to my journey, to the difficulties that I experienced. And she said, you know what? You need to write a book. And the title of the book should be Against All Odds. Yeah. And I was like, what is she talking about? I don't intend to write a book, you know. But uh, as time went on, because I love to journal, to reflect, and it dawned to me that, you know what, to this journey, someone else could be suffering a similar plight. Yes. Let me write this book and share my story on how I overcame this adversity, how I used my adversity to advance, because some other people, once they suffer in adversity, they become paralyzed forever. They they become so crushed in spirit and in form and they see life as this dark, lonely place and they are never able to bounce back. So then I wrote the book titled Rise Up Against All Odds. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. It is very important for us to tell our story. You know, there's a quote that says that your story is somebody else's survival guide. So having gone through toxic workplace environments, suffering a stroke, to then getting past that and finishing mm -hmm. your, your master's degree and writing a book. Yes, we can absolutely say you rose up against all. Exactly. But the beauty of your story is the grace that God has given you in the moments where 
you could not speak or were you, you're supposed to be silent because you're writing your paper. You can't, you have to be silent mm. too. And he is talking to you and encouraging you and, and giving you hope in that. Mm. Mm. So mm. Mm. as we wrap up, are there any words of hope that you can share to our viewers today? Yes. And the one word of wisdom I can say to people when they encounter adversities, they need to remember that adversities are a two-sided coin. So you can decide whether you want to let the adversities define you. So you can you can decide whether you want to be it to be a destructive event or a defining moment, you know. But I believe you can use your adversities to advance and prosper in life. Remain true to yourself, be authentic, be bold, face the adversity. Because what happens is at first we we are so scared, we fear, you know. So I'd say look at it from, you know what, let me face it. It has happened. I cannot change it. And as the Kalyong says, what we resist persists, but what we accept transforms. The sooner you accept it, the sooner you get the transformation that comes out of it. Yes, you could have definitely have been crushed by the news that you lost your job, but you accepted yeah. it and you were able to move on very quickly yeah. to the transforming life that you have now. You know, sometimes these disappointments occur in life and they're there because there's something better coming. And if we didn't face mm -hmm. this disappointment, we'd still be holding on to what was not oh, good. No. And something better is waiting right there, but we're just holding on because we know this, even yeah. though it's good, this is all that we know. And the unknown of the better is, I'm not sure, I, you know, I'd have to let this go to hold on to the better, mm. but I know the not good. It's something I'm familiar with. This is what I know. And so yeah. having the faith to let it go so you can hold on to what is better, what God is sending yeah. better for us. So I really do appreciate your story, Tandy. It, it's a beautiful story. And I'm pretty sure that our viewers will be excited to read your book. Rise Up Against All Odds. Rise Up Against All Odds. And so if there's anyone that wanted to purchase your book, where would they find it? Okay, the book is available online through Amazon.com. Uh, also take a lot yes but um, amazon.com you'll find it there wonderful well thank you so very much for your time and we hope to have you again thanks thank you Karen. have a good day you too